Get back in control with Off the Wagon, adventures in emotional eating, health, and weight loss. Each episode containing fork-sized mindset tweaks, perspective shifts, and lifestyle hacks to get you back on the wagon. Whether it's habit change, emotional eating, addictions, weight loss, willpower, or relationships, there's something here for you. So let's get on the wagon and get down the road to your goals with me, Christy R. Hall. Welcome to episode 36, where today I wanted to talk to you about self-doubt. And I wanted to talk about it because all of us, even the most positive people among us, have moments when we doubt ourselves and we doubt our abilities, our purpose, our passion. And the thing with self-doubt is that it can be a fleeting moment of unsurety that you quickly recover from, or it can be a pervasive thought that hangs on for days, weeks, months, or even years. And just defining it as a lack of self-confidence is, to me, kind of more of an overarching term. So I wanted to dive in today and dig a bit deeper because I'm willing to bet there are a few of you out there who are like me and who may be struggling. And up front, right, the problems with self-doubt are pretty obvious. Um, You're familiar with them. Self-doubt, it really does a number on your motivation. Um, When you doubt yourself, you find it hard to care about things, pretty much anything. You struggle to make yourself do the things that you know you should, and you may struggle to do the things that you say you want to do. Self-doubt is a major source of procrastination and time-wasting. You may start to worry about having to get it right or be perfect, and that may lead you to not complete things or, even worse, never start them. And that hesitation and procrastination may make you miss the boat or That is, miss opportunities that you might have otherwise taken if you believed in yourself and your skills and your abilities. And this in turn leads to regrets and feelings of being defeated, helpless, and even hopelessness. In the end, if you can't keep your self-doubt in check, you may actually prevent yourself from growing and improving and getting better. You may stifle your own creativity and inspiration and settle for a mediocre life that you kind of have this feeling that you are sort of sleepwalking through, right? Counting the hours until the weekend or the holiday or the next vacation, if you get one at all. And it's unfortunate that self-doubt can show up in any and all, in fact, areas of your life. And chances are that if you lack faith in yourself in one area, that you lack faith in yourself in multiple areas. And that's why it's so important to do what you can to improve your self-confidence and belief in yourself right now. And just to be clear, up front, this is not about starting today. You're going to believe that you can and will accomplish every goal you set for yourself. That idea, that belief is likely too far from where you are right now. 
However, it might be possible that you can start thinking thoughts like, no matter what, you'll come up with some sort of solution or a workaround. Taking small steps towards happier thoughts or more possible thoughts, right, are the things that we're wanting to do. Right, so we're not trying to make these huge, grandiose, sweeping thought changes, right? This is not about the power of positive thinking starting right now. It's about how can we start making changes today, right now, this moment, even very small, minuscule changes that will, in turn, right, start snowballing and making more positive changes that will, over time, change our self-doubt. Self-doubt can come from a lot of different places, right? You may have learned it while you were growing up. Um, This is sometimes done accidentally by well-meaning parents and caregivers who are only trying to protect you. They may stifle creative thinking or dreaming or thinking outside the box, right? They may uh, stifle imagination or imaginary friends, things like that. You may have learned right, to doubt yourself through your interactions and relationships with others. A bad relationship with an abusive person may have changed the way you see yourself and the beliefs you have in your capabilities. You might assume that because perhaps you're paid less than a co-worker that you are less valuable as an employee or that your work is not as good. And that may lead you to doubt yourself. Sometimes we doubt ourselves because we've never tried it. It's something new. And when we're trying to do something new or something different and we aren't sure how to get it done or accomplished, this may make us doubt our ability to do so. Other times it's our constant attempts and lackluster results that make us wonder if we are truly capable of accomplishing our desires at all. These thoughts and experiences become habits and patterns through repetition. Every time we pass up an opportunity out of fear, we reinforce our doubt. Every time we listen to that little voice inside of us that says we can't or shouldn't or won't, our self-doubt wins and becomes stronger. And every time we try and get unexpected or undesired results and don't learn from our experiences, Every time we don't get back up, regroup, and try again, our self-confidence takes the hit. And here's the thing. If you sit down and really look at your life under the microscope, you are and have been successful. You deserve to have a happy, full, and successful life that you enjoy. You can and should wake up every day ready and psyched to continue each day no matter what it brings. You deserve to feel good about yourself and to rid yourself of your self-doubt. You deserve to live a life that invigorates you regardless of your circumstances or where you come from. You deserve relationships that make you happy and are supportive. Relationships that are helpful and make you feel needed and provide you with what you need. Even if you're struggling right here, right now, I want you to think about this. You've survived this long, right? That means you're doing something right. You're alive 
and you're here and you're listening to this. And that's a positive. And that's something that you can focus on. And focusing on the positive, however small it is right now in this moment, is good. And that's a good reason to believe in yourself. And if you've been successful at anything, that's something to revel in. Did you manage to get up this morning? Sweet, that's success. Did you do well in school or at work? Awesome, good job, that's success. Do you have a driver's license? That's a success. If you need to, write down every small success that you have ever accomplished, every A that you ever got, every time you spelled your name right, everything. You don't have to have these huge successes to draw on to know what it's like to feel successful doing something. And you don't have to compare yourself to someone else. Right? Your life is not someone else's. So it's not about being as good as your neighbor or your brother or your sister or your mom or your best friend. You don't have to be better than someone else to deserve a good life. No one is more special or better than you. And even though we're all unique, we're all still basically the same. We all want love. We all want companionship. We all want caring. We all want comfort. And we all have different ideas of what success is and what it means to us. So, when you are struggling with these feelings of self-doubt, you're not sure whether or not you're on the right path. You've been looking at your path for a really long time, thinking, okay, I'm not getting anywhere. I'm not making any progress. I want you to think about the fact that you're still doing it. You're still trying. You're still attempting. That's still a positive. So if you're struggling right now, because let's say you're looking at your path. You've been struggling with your emotional eating for most of your life. Or you've been struggling with your weight for most of your life. You told yourself five years ago that come Christmas, you would have all the weight off and you would be done. You joined the groups. You joined the programs, you ate the, the meals, you read the books, you took the pills, you may have even, you know, done the surgeries, and you still are not where you meant to be, not by the time you said you would be there. I understand your frustration. I understand your doubt. I understand how you feel. And I want to offer some hope for you today. Most people don't care about how much you weigh or whether or not you're struggling with your weight. They want you to be happy first and foremost. And if they realize that, you know, your struggle with your weight or your emotional eating was making you miserable or unhappy, that they would probably ask you to stop. So if you are continuing to do things 
right? Go on a diet or struggle with your weight or you're, you know, reading books on how to manage your emotional eating issues or, you know, you're still struggling with your body image for someone else, you know, for the sake of someone else, because you believe that someone else has a requirement to do that. Maybe it's time to consider stopping that. Because if you're making yourself unhappy, chances are you're making them unhappy too. And along those lines, see if there are any areas where you are being too rigid, too hard, too restrictive, too serious with your rules, your guidelines, your restrictions, your regime, your regimen, whatever it is that you do. If, again, if you are making yourself unhappy doing it, number one, you won't be able to continue it long term, but number two, chances are you're making somebody else unhappy doing it. And if they're not happy while you're doing it, and you're not happy while you're doing it, then you're not really um, accomplishing what you are setting out to accomplish. One of my favorite quotes from uh, Danielle Laporte is that the journey has to feel like the destination and what she means is is that if it feels bad doing it it's going to feel bad when you get there so what you're doing to get there should feel as good as how you expect to feel once you get there so don't make these large sweeping changes right to your diet to your lifestyle to your workout plans. And then don't, on top of that, don't make those, those decisions, those plans more important than they need to be, right? You are not here on this planet to follow a diet. You are not here on this planet to do battle with your food. You are not here on this planet to do battle with your body. You are not on this planet to be a picture perfect magazine cover. That's not your purpose. So don't make, don't make it bigger than it has to be, right? You want to make a plan, make it something easy that you can do so that you can sort of set it and forget it. I think it's really important to get clear on our self-doubt and realize when it's simply a matter of fear. Sometimes that self-doubt or negativity will, um, you know, poke its head up like a little groundhog in our lives when we're doing something that's a little bit outside of our comfort zone. And I think it's helpful if we remind ourselves of this quote by George Adair, um, everything you've ever wanted is on the other side of fear. And I think that can really be helpful when fear is what's holding you back and keeping you stuck and making you feel that self-doubt. More than anything, I think it's important to realize that everyone experiences self-doubt and whether you have friends or family or anyone to talk to right now about how you're feeling, whether or not you're struggling, I want you to realize that you are not alone and how you react and deal with these feelings of self-doubt is what matters. You can find groups on Facebook or 
um, online. There are forums that you can talk about your struggles. Um, I actually run several groups on Facebook. You can always join those and we can talk about what's going on with you. When you are working through your self-doubt, one of the best ways I think that you can do that is with a journal. Not only can you work through the specifics of your situation, but you can also use it to dispute your self-doubt, right? So when you're thinking about not being successful, you can write down 5, 10, 15, 20, 50, you know, times that you were successful. Um, you can talk about, you know, how you, you know, previous times when you felt self-doubt and how you were able to get through it or push through it. You can, you know, play devil's advocate and look at the other side of it and, you know, write down, you know, what would a friend say to you in this situation? And I think that that's really beneficial. I think it's also really important to remember that every single event in life has some aspect of it that we can learn from or be grateful for. Even the worst things in life can be learned from or can actually be beneficial in a way that, you know, they can help us learn something so that when something else comes up, we can help ourselves or help others or relate to others. No matter what it is, even if it's, you know, some of the most horrible experiences we've ever had, they help us, you know, they humanize us, they help us relate to others, they help us, you know, see the best in others, they help us protect ourselves in the future. There's always something good that can come from even the worst of the worst situations. One of the other ways, and you can use your journal with this as well, but one of the other ways that you can start working on your self-doubt today is by picking something small, you know, a small goal that you can experience immediate success with. So picking something like working out in the morning, right? Not every day this week, but I'm going to work out this morning, or I'm going to wash my clothes today, or I'm going to make a meal plan, or I'm going to make my grocery list. Something that, um, you know, you don't normally do, but you think, you know, might help you. When you keep making these small goals and you see how easy it is to accomplish them, it will build your confidence and your ability to tackle larger things like losing two pounds or losing 50 pounds or going a week without sugar if that's something that you you know think you might need to do consider taking time to find people in your current circle your current sphere who can help you, support you, who can make you feel good about yourself, who can, you know, build you up when you're feeling kind of low. You would also want to be able to do this same thing for them, right? Because you don't want to be that needy friend who's, you know, only ever calls when they need, you know, to be lifted up. But um, it's always good to have someone who you can go to in times of need. I also think it's really important, and this has been uh, one of my weak spots, and that's identifying 
the obstacles, you know, my weak spots, my strengths, and working with them instead of against them. When I see an obstacle, I, you know, I, I kind of hunker down and I get out the big tools and the brute force and, and I just, you know, I bully my way through it. And, you know, I get out the bulldozer or, you know, I'll take the dynamite to it. I, I don't, I feel like I have a really low tolerance for obstacles in my path. But the truth is, is that some obstacles plant a stick of dynamite in it and it's going to come back. Um, Some obstacles just don't move quite that easily. And sometimes you have to, sometimes you have to bend, right? Um, You know, the persistence is key and... When you think about, you know, a river, a river doesn't brute force its way, you know, through the rock. When it meets resistance, it just goes around. It finds the path of least resistance and eventually it will, you know, wear away the rough edges. It will get around the obstacle. It will get where it's going. And so I have to kind of remind myself from time to time to, you know, I don't have to go from point A to point B in a straight line. I can be a river. And so I think that's really helpful to try and remember, be the river, right? You don't have to blow up every obstacle in your path. You can use your own strengths and weaknesses Acknowledge the obstacles that are in your path. And if it makes more sense, go around. With that in mind, I think that it goes without saying that, you know, when you are um, being a river, you're going to be uncomfortable sometimes. You're going to be outside your comfort zone. You're going to be doing things. You're going to be accepting. You're going to be making peace. You're going to be, you know, compassionate towards yourself when you might otherwise have been feeling angry or hateful or you know belittling yourself and so you might be outside your comfort zone and it's okay to feel uncomfortable especially when you are uh, being the river right treading the new path um, cutting a new path into your forest and creating your own path on your journey so I want to close out this podcast with just a a quick note from you to me I really appreciate you every week checking in and listening I know that some of you have really been struggling and I know that the journey that you're on is really really hard and whether you're struggling with your weight or body image issues or emotional eating issues I want you to know You're not alone. And I want you to also know that no matter where you are on your path, on your journey, keep going. As long as you don't give up, as long as you dust yourself off and keep going, you are still succeeding. You are still making progress. There is still hope. If you need support, if you need to talk to someone about this, please reach out to me. I would love to talk to you. 
As always, you can reach me at Facebook at fb.me forward slash coach Christy R. Hall or at my website www.christyrhall.com. Thanks so much and I appreciate you. I'll talk to you soon.